Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. I guess we'll start uh, talking now. <laughs> it is time to start talking. I've hit the buttons. I think everything's working. And... Uh, at this moment, mm-hmm. we are still inside the Livingston Studios that have not been blown down. Yeah, that's right. And uh, at this moment, we are still in uh, anticipation of a coming hurricane our way, Hurricane Ian, <laughs> over the next couple of days. We, I, I hope by the time folks are listening in, we're still around. Me too. But uh, here we are recording in faith. That's exactly right. Uploading, asking you to rate, review, and share, particularly if these are some of the last episodes. <laughs> I mean, this, this, may, this may be the last week of text talk that makes it online. At least but, for a while. We'll see. But, but here we are, yeah. the, the countdown to Ian, and we're getting some recording done a couple of weeks ahead of time in hopes. And uh, I hope you get to go hold a gospel meeting. Yeah, I'm hoping and then, that happens. And, and then, then I hope all this gets get up there. And, yeah. and then we get to come back and keep on in the song. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about faith today. Well, we have great, great faith. That's exactly right. And if I could write a psalm about today, I would pick the tune, Do Not Destroy. <laughs> Do not and destroy. I would write, <laughs> write a psalm to that, because if there's anything we want in at the beginning of a hurricane, it's Do Not Destroy. Do Not Destroy. I wish I knew that tune so I could write a psalm. I, but let's just go ahead and read one. Wait, should we read Psalm 59? Is that what we're doing today? We're reading Psalm 59. All right, very good. Psalm 59 from the English Standard Version. To the choir master, according to Do Not Destroy, a mictum of David when Saul sent men to watch his house in order to kill him. Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from those who work evil and save me from bloodthirsty men. For behold, they lie in wait for my life. Fierce men stir up strife against me. For no transgression or sin of mine, O Lord, for no fault of mine, they run and make ready. Awake, come to meet me and see. You, Lord God of hosts, are God of Israel. Rouse yourself to punish all the nations. Spare none of those who treacherously plot evil. Each evening they come back howling like dogs and prowling about the city. There they are, bellowing with their mouths, with swords in their lips. For who, they think, will hear us? But you, O Lord, laugh at them. You hold all the nations in derision. O my strength, I will watch for you. For you, O God, are my fortress. My God and his steadfast love will meet me. God will let me look in triumph on my enemies. Kill them not, lest my people forget. Make them totter by your power and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. For the sin of their mouths, the words of their lips, let them be trapped in their pride. For the cursing and lies that they utter, consume them in wrath. Consume them till they are no more, that they may know that God rules over Jacob to the ends of the earth. Each evening they come back, howling like dogs and prowling about the city. They wander about for food and growl if they do not get their fill. But I will sing of your strength. I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. For you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. O my strength, I will sing praises to you. For you, O God, are my fortress, the God who shows me steadfast love. Tremendous. We uh, hit another psalm here. We seem to have a package of psalms wherein David is dealing with enemies and he is turning to God. 
And uh, with our psalm last week, uh, in Psalm 58, we were noticing imprecatory language, Mm -hmm. uh, calling down the judgment of God upon his enemies. I think we definitely have some uh, echoes of that here in this psalm. Not quite as strong. Yeah, nothing like knock their teeth out of their head or anything like that. (laughs) But but calling for God to act and, and in a sure way to demonstrate that there is a God in Israel. What I appreciate about this psalm, and maybe we can talk about it a little bit, is uh, is that heading that goes along with it, which uh, calls our mind back to when King Saul had set some men out to, to basically camp out, stake out David's house, and when David would come home to kill him. Uh, but uh, God uh, protected David from that. He did not fall into that trap. Uh, and, and yet, chronologically, that activity really sort of began the open hostility between Saul and David, uh, which, which sends David running to hide out in caves and sends David, you know, uh, going to the Philistine city. And some of those things that we've talked about the last couple of weeks with the last couple of Psalms, all these headings speak to that. But this one, um, this one would go back, potentially go back to that earlier time. This heading does go before the the headings of the previous psalms. It's smack in the middle of 1 Samuel 19, verse 11 says, Saul sent messengers to David's house to watch him that he might kill him in the morning. The way that particular evening plays out is that Michael warns him. Mm-hmm. and Michael was his wife. His wife, who was Saul's, Saul's daughter. daughter. Yes. Yeah. Michael warns him, lets him out through the window in the night where the spies can't see him, Mm -hmm. and then she places a decoy in the bed and claims that he's sick and can't get out of bed. So the messengers take that message back to Saul, and Saul says, awesome, bring the bed so I can kill him. (laughs) Bring him in the bed. If he can't get out of bed, this is the day. This is the day. Because... He's actually already tried to kill him three times. Been checking those spears. He has already, at least three times, he has tried to kill him. And David has eluded him as as David is playing the the harp or the lyre or the lute or whatever it is he's playing that helps calm Saul's spirit. It did not do the job. And he throws the spear. And David has escaped these times. He's actually, in order to marry Michael, David sent him off, or excuse me, Saul sent David off to kill a hundred Philistines. that hoping that the Philistines would kill him, yeah, and he didn't. Uh, they didn't. He won, he survived, and then he's made a commander of the armies, hoping, of course, that in battle mm-hmm. he will get killed. But he has more success than all of yeah, Saul's servants. Famous, and so now Beloved. he's had a third, he's had a third attempt at just throwing the spear at David. David has eluded and escaped, and so Saul says, All right, that's it, I'm not letting him get away. We're gonna have someone watch his house so that when he gets there, we can take him and we can kill him, yeah. And that's that's what this psalm. It, that's the setting of this psalm. Uh, neat kind of echoes there to uh, Rahab helping the spies to escape mm. Jericho, uh, you know, because God's will is is for the survival of his man. And for yes, David. yes. So, uh, but, you know, you and I were talking about this and saying, uh, but, but did David really, when he's running out the window that yeah. night, pause and write a psalm? Yeah, that's a... Be like, you know, there's this... I've been humming this tune. <laughs> do I not call destroy. it Do Not do d- Destroy. <laughs> and I, I got some fresh some fresh lyrics for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So or, let me... Or, so or Michael, perhaps... <laughs> be, sl- be slow as you're letting the basket down. I'm, I'm going to write this here real quick. Yeah. It's not likely that David wrote this psalm in the middle of that night. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, as we learned a couple of years ago, as we were studying the first part of the psalms, sometimes these settings, if 
if we take them as original with the Psalms, even there, what we find is that uh, sometimes these Psalms are set or are written later to memorialize yeah. the events they're reflecting about. Reflecting an occasion, Reflect, right? Reflecting on those events. Okay, I've been through this, I have now been delivered, and now I'm going to reflect and remember. We learn from Hezekiah that there's the prayer he offered, right. and then in Isaiah we find the psalm that he wrote. Yes, And yes. it's, it's you know, the, the prayer was quite sparse and very, Lord, save me now. Right? <laughs> Urgent. And the, and the psalm is more memorializing, more mm-hmm. reflecting, yeah. more recognizing the theology behind the events. And that's the, that's the same thing I think we could have here. I wonder if, so let me throw this out to you. Yeah. Because as I look at the psalm, there are a couple of things in it that suggest to me that maybe he's writing this much later. Okay. So rather than just like a week later, rather than, okay, now I've got a few moments in a cave somewhere while I'm hiding from Saul, but maybe much later... Because as we get to verse 5, this is back in Psalm 59, verse 5. You, Lord God of hosts, our God of Israel, rouse yourself to punish all the nations. Spare none of those who treacherously plot evil. And my my Bible even has a marginal note there that the nations are Gentiles. Okay, yeah. So a reference to not Saul. Not Saul. But nations. Mm -hmm. And then you have in verse 8, but you, O Lord... Laugh at them, you hold all the nations in derision. Mm-hmm. So we're back at the nations again. So it, the the psalm, while the setting and the heading is given to be this time against Saul, the psalm itself speaks of nations as the enemies. Sure. And then notice this in verse 11. Kill them not, lest my people forget. Make them totter by your power. Bring them down, O Lord, our shield. In other words, whoever these enemies are, David says, don't wipe them out quickly. Rather, demonstrate, take some time, and show my people. That yes. sounds like being written by someone who is yeah. not king in prospect, but king. King, yeah. All right, so with all that together, now I, I recognize I, I cannot at all be dogmatic about this. We're, we're not told. But it seems to me that uh, one possibility— a strong possibility, I want to say, is that David, is, as he's writing this, is actually king, mm-hmm. and he is facing enemies from the nations. Yes. Uh, you know, before that whole thing with Bathsheba, there's just this line that says, at that time of year when kings go to war. Yeah. Which, which reminds us, there's a lot of things that happen between David and Israel and the other nations that do not get recorded in Scripture. That's right. So it seems to me that there's some time where some nation or nations coming against Israel and against sure. David and they're and they're pounding and they're pounding and pounding and David is now facing that and what he does to maintain his faith is remember mm-hmm. the events with Saul. Yeah. That night that he sent the spies as as Saul would pound and pound and attempt and attempt and go again and again and again to kill him with with one method after another and how overwhelming that seemed at the time and how how the odds seemed to be against David and yet what David remembers is God delivered him and it seems to me that here David is facing as king a situation where the nations are doing the same thing that Saul was doing and where David is able to anchor his faith is I've been here before God delivers. If he would deliver me as the king, as the prospective king, he'll deliver this kingdom. Well, and maybe one more uh, verse to go along with that interpretation. When you look at verse 7, 
they have swords in their lips because they say, who hears, mm. right? And so we hear as a people who are not mindful that God is hearing and right. God is witness right. of all their threats and their plans. And so, you know, you, the, the Gentiles, the nations, they're... They're godless that way, which not that Saul is any kind of picture of godliness at right, this time. Right, But at the same time, I mean, that is the, the M.O. of the nations. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, now, let me make this practical for you and me then. Why, why walk through that? Because mm-hmm. if that's what's happening here, what we find is David facing a new enemy, a great enemy, and what gives him strength and faith is remembering God's past deliverance. Yeah. So you and I, we joked moments ago, again, pulling back the curtain for how we have these conversations. We've got Ian coming. Yeah, as, we've got this Hurricane as, Ian coming. As, and by the time this airs, Ian will have passed. He will have done what it has done. Done what it's going to do. And here, here we are, battening down the hatches, getting prepared, yeah. and you and I have already spent this morning remembering Irma. Yeah, Hurricane Irma. That was my first hurricane here in Florida. (laughs) Right. To ride out. And remembering God's protection there and having faith in God and our ability to have walked through that, which doesn't, of course, mean, I mean, look, honestly, just because we survived Irma doesn't mean that's what happens here. But it does mean I can trust God to do what's right in this. It doesn't mean that Irma was this really pretty experience either. No, it was not. It was was not. You know, we we fared better than some of our brethren with with the consequences. But, you know, the whole process of getting ready and watching the weather, and it does stir up a lot of anxiety. I mean, it's just just kind of a messy, fearful kind of thing. But a reminder that I can trust my God. But God saw us through it. However this is going to play out... God's got my back. Mm-hmm. God's going to deliver. Now, that again, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego facing the fire, whether he'll deliver me, us from this fire, Nebuchadnezzar, he's going to deliver us from you. Right. You know, the recognition. We may die in the fire, but we'll be delivered from you. Anyway, my, my point behind all of this is just the recognition that we can look back and we can see the deliverance and the salvation mm-hmm. and, the, and God holding on to his people through thick and thin, whether they lived or died, the salvation and the deliverance that he brought them, and be able to say, when I face the enemy that's casting fear and anxiety in my face— I can put my faith in God. He'll he'll handle this. There is a beautiful word to capture that. And I think the word is providence. That you see a whole lot better when you're looking back. True, true. <laughs> than, than when you're looking forward. Uh, but uh, to to reflect upon what God has, has done for you and provided for you. And uh, I really like that frame, honestly, for this psalm. It makes a lot of sense to me and, and really encourages me. Very good. Well, I think we need to go ahead and wrap up today. Why don't you go ahead and lead us in a prayer? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for walking with us each day. And Lord, on those times when, when we're not sure that we feel your presence near us, that, that you allow us to be able to look back and say, God did provide, God did protect. And Lord, we uh, are thankful for the time to look at this psalm this week and pray that we might be encouraged of your faithfulness. No matter what enemies are troubling us, we appeal to you, Father, for protection for ourselves, for your people, for our loved ones in this coming storm. And Pray, Father, that you might bless all those that are listening to the podcast today, Father, that you would be near them in their storms. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.